Welcome to the Reactions to the Classics podcast, where we drop new episodes every Monday and Friday. We're going through our album draft series, where we draft albums, a top 10 for every year from 1965 through 2022. And if you're hearing us, you've probably seen our beautiful faces over on YouTube, where we have over 2,000 videos ranging from song reactions and reviews to album reactions, top 10 lists, rankings, and of course, our beloved drafts, which uh, we're so excited to get kicked off here in podcast form today. All right, let's get to today's episode. What's happening, everybody? Trey here, joined as always by my dad, Sean, and it is episode two in our top five albums of the year series, and we are up to 1966 today. Time for another draft, ladies and gentlemen. A very stacked year. You picked first in 1965, Dad, so that means I get first pick here today. Yeah, and the way we do it is if you get first pick, then the next person gets the next two picks, and then you get two, two picks, picks, two and, picks. Yeah. So that's the way it goes. That's the order we'll give them to you. All right, so man. you got number one, and there can only be only one number no, one. Uh, number one, one of my five favorite albums of all time, and the record I've probably spent more time talking about uh, than any other. I would say so. we got a podcast, yeah. an hour and a half long podcast. Yeah. It's the Beatles Revolver. Uh, just uh, one of those that I could listen to every day for the rest of my life, man, from Eleanor Rigby to one of my favorite songs of all time, Here, There, Everywhere to the tax man Sean to uh, even my dude Ringo with the yellow submarine tomorrow never knows for no one there's so many absolutely yeah. iconic tracks on this one man my favorite Beatles record of all time and one of my favorites ever and uh, I'll just I'll leave it at that man I could go on for days it was my number one on our 500 or on our 100 top albums of all time that we did for the RTTC community you got a video of that and basically I don't I didn't mention the first one trip we got reactions up to most of these mm-hmm. classic albums we did it to my number one pick well my number one pick would have been revolver but now my number one pick of course mr robert zimmerman mm-hmm. aka bob Dylan. we got blonde on blonde seventh album went to nine in the u.s three in uk grammy hall of fame we got visions of johanna one of the greats stuck inside a mobile with the memphis blues again i want you Side four is interesting. It's a double album, right? But it only has uh, Sad-Eyed Lady mm. of the Lowlands. It's 11 minutes and 23 seconds long. This ends its trilogy of bringing it all back home. Highway 61 revisited it. And now this in 14 months. No one's ever done it better. No, man. One of the great uh, double, uh, you know, that's probably my favorite double album, honestly, yeah, of all time. I just uh, It's just so stacked from uh, start to finish, It's in my man. top 10 albums of all time. Absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, Dad, you get a next pick now, too. next pick. Well, next up, Trey, we got an album that I don't even hold it nearly high as a claim <laughs> as you do and most of our RTTC community does, but, I mean, I had to pick it. You got the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. Pet Sounds, their 11th studio album, two in the UK, 10 in the U.S., Brian's magnum opus, obviously, he's in the mm-hmm. studio. They're on the road. That's kind of the way it worked. By this time, Brian wasn't traveling. So he did all this, obviously. If you don't yeah. know the story of this, you know, we got a review of this up. But he did all of it, and they just came in and, and sang it. So, you know, you got Wouldn't It Be Nice, uh, Caroline No, and then God Only Knows, of course, and, who's everybody's favorite song of this. But mine's actually Sloop John B., which isn't Sloop even John one B, baby. of their songs. Um, for years, it wasn't thought of as a masterpiece trade. Not really till the mid-'80s did people kind of pick up on this, Brian thought it was a great failure for 
nearly two decades. Mm. No, man, it, it's really uh, one that just uh, to this day, I think the production on it just shows how uh, Brian Wilson is a musical genius, man. Yeah, so, man. oh yeah, uh, choosing some absolutely heavy hitters, yeah. Sean. So I'm gonna go with one who, uh, with this man, was my number one pick uh, on 1965 with the Love Supreme, and now I'm gonna be uh, taking a little ascension. 1966 here from the great John Coltrane as uh, he experiments into his free jazz form. Um, I'm not a jazz uh, savant by any means, man, just dipping my toes into the water, but this record is just uh, an absolute cacophony of sound. You have uh, Coltrane at this point, you know, coming off of Love Supreme, right. looked at as a, as a critical and commercial success here in the jazz. What's this man going to do next? He ain't going to go that commercial route, man. He's going to do something that's going to be so in your face just uh this is one that's not going to be for everybody but i recommend everybody listen to it at least one time man there's 11 people on this thing there's an ensemble and then every member gets about two to three minutes as a solo um we have uh, about six saxophones on here a couple trumpets a couple bass um that uh, legendary lineup you still have jimmy garrison on bass you got uh, uh mccoy uh, tyner on um the piano and uh, elvin jones on the drums as well so uh that quartet that was on a Love Supreme is uh, here. You got uh, Archie Shep. You got Pharaoh Sanders. Uh, guys younger than Coltrane who would end up being Hall of Famers down the road. Um, just a, a, a record. Uh, yeah, man. Just a, a record that'll just blow you away. And as we were talking about in 65, Dad, just uh, recorded over the... the case of a one or one or two days yeah, man. man the so. jazz guys got in the studio and got out there was no three month recording no sessions. man we were we were getting it uh getting it going and uh now my number three pick here i gotta go a little kinks action man face to face great album um obviously you have a sunny afternoon on here which is uh, just one of the great compositions i think uh even best uh, uh tax man which was you know on revolver talking right. about the british government the high tax laws there ray davies as a songwriter here really I think uh, comes into his own as legendary uh, Dave Davies on guitar quite underrated on this uh, you got tracks like Dandy you got the uh, eerie almost um, you know just like doomsday like a rainy day in June on here um, that's just fantastic and then even too much on there's too much on my mind uh, yeah. yet again showcases uh, a bit of that psychedelic blend that's on this record as well um, just one that uh, I think's a bit underrated when talking great kinks albums oh I think it is too you know and, and one of those that ray uh, ray wrote every song now mm -hmm. uh, dave claimed he wrote <laughs> one of them but ray wrote every song yeah really good album now trey we're gonna go to the rolling stones so i just mm. want to review for a second my list has bob dylan the beach boys and the rolling stones just i mean just yeah mine's got the beatles john coltrane and the kinks man come on it now. does so we got aftermath the fourth uk the sixth u.s album we won't even get into how confusing you think the beatles is confusing the rolling stones is even more confusing u.s version left out four sub uh, songs and substituted paint it black mm. uh the first album where they wrote all the songs so this is the big jump you know mick and keith write all the songs First album where they could somewhat take their time in the studio. Mm -hmm. That matters as well. You're going to get to that with your next album, Trey. I know that's the same case there. was originally written for a movie, but it didn't happen when Mick met the director and didn't like him. So <laughs> they're going to kind of try to pigeonhole the Stones into what the Beatles were doing, going, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Here's your soundtrack. Let's release this. 
but a fantastic album that's not brought up a lot in Stones Lair. We, we have not done this one, Mm-mm. but we've done several Stones albums. No, and I've, I've listened to this, you know, as well, and it was going to be in the running for me if uh, if you if didn't, didn't take, take it. it. <laughs> so my fourth pick, Simon and Garfunkel, Sounds mm-hmm. of Silence, second studio album. Many are on the Paul Simon songbook, which appears on my list in 1965. You, of course, got The Sound of Silence. You got Kathy's song. You got I Am a Rock. You know, for me, I like all of the Simon and Garfunkel albums, but mm-hmm. none of the Simon and Garfunkel albums for me are like upper, upper echelon, but it still was good enough to snag the four spot in 1966. No, well, that's interesting. Uh, you're on that Simon and Garfunkel kick because they are going to take my number four with uh, their other record released in 66 yeah. and the one that's better than Sounds of Silence, honestly. Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Time right here. You have, of course, Scarborough Fair starting it off. Uh, Paul Simon really just in his bag on this one, man, with Pattern with um we have uh, also homeward bound which is a yeah. uh, one of the more iconic tunes we uh, have uh, for emily wherever i may find her which is probably my favorite song actually on this okay and that's an art garfunkel a solo effort here just a gorgeous melody that uh, is only about two minutes long and really uh really ramps up towards the end to show how beautiful uh, the great art garfunkel's voice was and then we ended with a bit of a sound collage kind of a seven o'clock news uh silent that night. was crazy the first time i heard i'm like wow Wow, that's fire. Isn't it amazing, Trey? You know, in the mid-60s, where they were just hammering out, all these artists are hammering out albums two a year, a lot of them. It's oh, crazy. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, just to show how, uh, you know, how great great they are, man, just being able to, to churn all this out, man. So, uh, lovely, uh, lovely record right there. And, and as I mentioned earlier, this was the one where they actually got to spend three months in the mm. studio, which is very rare. Usually it's album tour, album Album tour. So that's probably why this, you think, is a little more quality than mine. And uh, my fifth, man, there was a lot, which I'll mention my honorable mentions once we get to the end. There was a lot that was in the running, but I ended up landing on uh, old Donovan here. Donovan, man. Sunshine Superman. Obviously, you have the title track. Season of the Witch, one of the more iconic, well, probably his most famous song. Uh, The Closer Celeste is fantastic. Some wonderful storytelling in this one. You have the sitar uh, coming in here. We have that psychedelic kind of folk pop rock blend um in here that keeps the uh keeps the record fresh throughout its uh you know 42 minutes or so of a runtime here um and i, I just think that uh, that blend there it uh in with uh, donovan's kind of youthful yet he's still having some wise words to say in his delivery there i, I wanted to get a little uh folk uh, psychedelic blend right. in here and uh donovan uh, donovan hit that for me on this so he's gonna round out my draft dad and and uh, you got uh, one pick left. Yeah, and I will say on Donovan, we don't have that album up, but we have a top 10 of, of him. Trey, my fifth pick, Cream, Fresh Cream. Mm. Their debut went to six in the UK in, De- in December, so it barely squeaked in here to get on here. <laughs> it was released in January of 67 in the US, but it was released originally in the UK. No, man. You know, no. of course, the great Jack Bruce, Eric Clapton, and then mm. Ginger Baker. Musicianship was top notch. It still sounds fresh today. No pun intended. Trey, I know you got some honorable mentions for it. Well, it's funny you mentioned Clapton, man, because we have, uh, he was busy. He, he was, was jumping bu- all over the place. Ooh, I, I had a John uh, Mayall with the Eric Clapton, the Blues Breakers. That album is fantastic. British blues, blues rock. Uh, the yeah. song Hideaway in particular is fantastic. Um, the Birds, Fifth Dimension, um, that's a, a record that uh, is short and sweet to the point, man. And uh, the first one where uh, there wasn't uh, any Dylan covers, I yes. believe, on there. and they, That uh, is correct. They, 
it's a you know still some covers on there, but uh, of course the uh, uh, the title track Fifth Dimension is great, and Eight Miles High is on that as well. Um, Psychedelic Sounds of the Thirteenth Floor Elevators that was also in the running for my last pick there. Fantastic electric jug and uh, guitar tones on that, and then also Buffalo Springfield self titled um, is choices. another uh, strong record from '66 here along with many others. 67's coming up. Another loaded year right here, man. Yeah. Uh, whew, it'll uh, it'll be Jimi Hendrix time, I'll tell you that right now. But we'll see you then next week, y'all. And uh, Dad, as always, appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, man. All right, well, that's going to do it for another episode of the Reactions to the Classics podcast. And for all you music lovers out there, be sure to join the RTTC community on our social media. We have our Instagram page, of course, our Discord, where you have a lot of great channels, including an album of the month listening club and our facebook group for all of y'all holding on to that let's go i'm with you right there and if you want to help us out be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're at and leave us that crispy five star review right there we really do appreciate it but that'll wrap it up from here today we will catch you down the road next time and as always my friends happy listening